Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details support wrestle talk give us a subscribe making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy hailing from london the wrestle ramble podcast hello and welcome to the wrestle ramble podcast i'm ollie davis and i'm weirdly joined here by laurie blake hello. not me going what a weird combination well i think it's weird because we've never done a podcast intro and outro together. No, I know. Because normally we just do WWE booking and just do the same feud mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this is us. New era. Yeah. We're trying something different. Yeah. Slash, Luke had to be at home today. And also, Luke's always like, hey, Ollie, when I go away, remember to do the podcast intro and outros with Laurie for the Wrestle Ramble. And we get there and I'm like, oh my God, there's so much work to do. Laurie, we're dropping the podcast <laughs> intros and outros. But today we're, we're sailing we're pretty we're easy pretty, now, Yeah, it's know. good. So, uh, what what you been up to? What have you been up to? Uh, what have I, oh, I played D&D last night for the first time uh, since Christmas. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, been hanging around in general. Yeah, you know, nothing, nothing much. What about you? Just played Pokemon last night. Oh yeah? Yeah. Anna was out. She's she started a handstand course. Ooh. Mm. Where are you in uh Pokemon? <laughs> we could jazz this up at any point <laughs> we wanted to really before people just start drifting off. Where are you in Pokemon? I'm I'm at Sil so I've just I I'm at Silphco. Right. Uh I've just defeated the the Team Rocket in their Cerulean City layer, and then I've gone up Pokemon Tower, the Tower of Celadon, Dead po- Celadon, Celadon sorry, City. Back uh, of the game corner, which isn't <laughs> a game. It's not a game corner in this one, is it? They yeah, I can't it. play the games. No. But you could play the games in the original. Yeah, because it was like a pachinko game, but now it's uh, something mm-hmm. else. Uh, and I was, I was not... Sorry, spoilers for Pokemon Let's Go, and the, the, a game that's been out for about yeah. 20 years. Really. All these facts are pretty much the <laughs> same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't prepared for the Cubone's mother being revealed as a ghost and then not being saved. It just disintegrates in little... Mm. That, that, so she was dead. Yes. So it was, I had to come to terms with the fact that Pokemon can die. Yeah, well, that's, that's what Lavender... That's what the tower is. The Pokemon know, tower is a graveyard for Pokemon, and that's why all the ghost Pokemon live there. I just thought it was setting up that I would be able to save this one from death or Team Rocket's evil clutches. No. It was dark. It was dark. But the, the weird thing is, it dispro- 
it's odd because that's at odds with a one of this is some Pokemon lore for you here. Okay. Or slash because you're I guess like, you're very well versed in Pokemon. Lore. Yeah, because I'm a sad act. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so the the reason people think about Cubone and it so the the, the Pokedex entry for Cubone says that it wears the skull of its mother on its head. Mm. So the little skull that Cubone is wearing is the skull of its mother. Wow. Um, however, people believe that Kangaskhan and the little Kangaskhan baby. Yeah. is meant to be Cubone. And so it's a Kangaskhan that's died, and then Cubone is wearing right. the skull of that. So then Marowak isn't the mother of Cubone. It is an evolved... It is a, like an older Cubone, like an evolved older Cubone. So Kazakhstans give birth to Cubones. Kazakhstans. Kazakhstans. Kangastan. Genghis Genghis Khans. Genghis, Genghis Khan yeah. gives birth to Cubone that evolves into Marowak... Mm. Where are all the Genghis Khans coming from? I don't know. There's a logic hole here. There is a logic hole. But this is also just that people think that originally Cubone was just meant to evolve into Kangaskhan and then Marowak was made up later. Mm. So they just sort of moved Kangaskhan off into its own little thing. The behind-the-scenes production issues of Pokemon. Pokemon, yeah. Fascinating. Mm. But, But genuinely, that sounded like I was being cynical and jokey. I, li- I like anything backstage. There you are. That's why I love wrestling. So, uh, the people who are still with us, we will talk <laughs> about WWE. The Pokemon stuff. But Luke has also sent me through a bunch of emails to talk about. So, first off, a, a pretty good Rusev Hay. Do you get you get Rusev Hayes when you do the NXT podcast? Yeah, I know good, what they good. are. I know uh, of them. I just like I just like explaining it. <clears throat> I think it's a fun joke joke name. So, this is from David Hooligard. Hey, hello, Luke, Ollie, and or Laurie. Mm-hmm. Laurie in this instance. You may remember me as the guy who wrote in after Survivor Series weekend and told you about my Rusev Hay adjacent encounter with front row superfans Simon and Alice. The long-haired yes, guy and his mother. mystery man. Apparently they're awesome and really, really nice in real life. Uh, I told you in that email that I'd had many different Rusev Hayes that weekend, and I've come back to share my favourite one, which was the most amazingly awkward experience I've ever had with someone famous. Wow. Whoa. Uh, so he says that there's requires a bit of setup. It doesn't require as much setup as he's put. What he's done is, is name drop that he met Bobby Lashley and Samoa Joe. So well done. But here we go. <laughs> Big claps for that. <laughs> Um, and st- so he was part of like a VIP signing thing and he was instructed to head into the arena there were bathrooms located in the hall right outside the room so my wife and I decided to make a quick stop before sitting through all 27 hours of Survivor Series he's seen someone's todger hasn't he they had a poo <laughs> after completing my business the poo I waited in the dimly lit hallway for my wife dimly lit is a key factor here an employee of the arena walked by and asked where I was going because she needed to clear the hall for another VIP event I explained that I was waiting for my wife and would be happy to wait elsewhere to which she replied no that's that's okay you're fine a few moments later, one of WWE's photographers walked by. I'd seen him earlier in our meet and greet, quietly lurking about like Lars Sullivan, and I politely said hello, asked him how his day was going, yada yada yada, and he came over, and like rather than just stand on the side, they got into a chat, this photographer. We chatted for only a bit before a woman approached us and joined the conversation. That woman was none other 
than Stephanie McMahon. Whoa. Yeah. After exchanging pleasantries with the photographer and undoubtedly a big poo in the toilet, she turned her attention toward me. She looked me up and down with a smile on her face, clearly not recognising me and slyly scanning for my name tag. Me, dressed in a flat cap, jeans and an Asuka t-shirt, I probably wasn't up to WWE's dress code for the event. Stephanie looked me in the eyes, leaned in towards me with the brightest smile you can possibly imagine and said with a playful chuckle, <laughs> we should probably try to get some more lights in this hallway, huh? She then said goodbye and along with the photographer proceeded to one of the nearby private rooms. Wow. So, I think she thought he worked at the arena. Mm. And it was his job to, to make, get more to, lights. To do happen. more lights. <clears throat> yeah. Bring me more lights. How intimidating. Does it, he, he said that uh, she, so a very commanding presence. Mm. And after, for a few moments afterwards, I genuinely contemplated how I was going to solve the light situation. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you say, Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's Stephanie's intense power in real life, emasculating oh, yeah. everyone. That's what in she does. Sight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's scary. I think that's cutting off balls wherever she goes. That's the sort of thing that, like, in my if if it was just him and Stephanie, psychopath Stephanie in my head, said with a playful chuckle, <laughs> "We should probably try to get some more lights in this hallway, huh? Lights cut out. That's the last thing you see. You're dead after." <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's when the knife comes in. <laughs> they never catch me. But there's uh, there's some pictures of him with Bobby Lashley and his wife and Samoa Joe there. Aww. Yeah, pre-poo. Pre-poo. Well, I, Samoa Joe could have been post-poo. Maybe. But yeah. Great intro. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the best intros ever. Yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. We got Pokemon in there. We talked about Stephanie yeah. potentially killing someone. Legal reasons. Potentially. (laughs) Did not kill anyone. Reportedly. I mean... (laughs) So how does Luke do this? Because he's changed how... I haven't talked to him about this, but he's changed how he does the podcast intros into the show. Mm. Luke's going to be editing this. He normally just goes, let's get on with the show. He used to do that, and that's what I became comfortable with. Now he goes, oh, we've got a big show up for you today. We're talking this thing and this thing. And it was a... I find out our thoughts on Raw. Here it is. If you'd have just said things instead of saying this thing, you would have just have done it. Yeah, yeah. We people like way closer to the to the show, rather than just dragging out this intro bit now. I think as we, we should have just quiet, stop. Just quietly, just, just stop talking. It's a show. <laughs> We're talking about that Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks Royal Rumble match announcement, it seems, after a, a, just a momentum-filled year for Banks. She's been absolutely on fire, hasn't she? Yeah. In flagrante, or whatever the oh, word is. In fuego. That's what she's been doing. All-time classic feud yep. with Bailey, And then they became <laughs> the that tag, tag team. team. And then just classic after classic with the Riot Squad. And the Riot Squad. And the, the Riot, Riot squad. squad. An interchangeable oh. third person in their tag team. Get in there, Whatever. Ember Moon. Get in there, Natalia. <laughs> Have a crack. Go see what happens. It Give doesn't them matter. A rub. It barely matters. So uh, do you want to do your funny, succinct answer for is it too late for Sasha Banks here? Yes. <laughs> 
absolutely isn't it just it's sad really isn't it mm-hmm. because everything that ronda rousey said in the beginning of this promo is kind of true like she's sasha banks is up there with your charlotte flairs and your becky lynch of the world especially when she was heel sasha banks she was up there on terms of like the character work and stuff as well as with the whole new the new becky thing and it's just a shame that she's just been languishing in this tag team with Bailey doing nothing, waiting for tag titles. That will never come. They're not they're coming. Ne- they're no, never no, no, coming. No, 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 no. no, they've been promised. Much like heavy machinery. Yeah. They're not going to turn up. On their way to WWE <laughs> sometime titles, yeah. in mid-2024. Tag titles. Don't have legs. They're never going to make it. No, no. Can't walk. Uh, the... So this was part of the, the largest segment. It was billed throughout the night as the most... I think even last week this mm. was promoted. Those really fun uh, moment of bliss segments that Alexa Bliss did last year where mm. she did a fake anti-bullying PSA about Nia Jax. They've taken that concept and made it boring. Mm. Yeah, so this is now a live talk show segment. It's now Miss TV. Yeah, but on a ramp with, yeah. with someone who brings Alexa Bliss coffee. And yeah, it was just a bit clunky. Uh, and she, her first guest was Ronda Rousey, and Rousey talked about how, well, she she listed off all these accomplishments, like you were saying, that that this per, the person I want to face next has wrestling more in their DNA than <laughs> Charlotte <laughs> Flair, mm-hmm. daughter of Ric Flair, and more fire than Becky Lynch. And I was like, okay, it's Natalia, but no, it was Sasha Banks, mm. and the crowd booed. Yeah, that's uh, it's weird, isn't it? Considering yeah. it's she's still get to pop when her music plays so yeah. it's, you know, it's weird to be like oh boo I think people because people were just waiting for it to be Becky now I think that's the problem I it's thought like, it was good yeah it's, Becky would have been the problem is it just is because everyone's sitting there going like can we just start the Becky thing now like it's almost Wrestlemania time let's have the Becky thing mm. You gotta have. I guess we've got to get through the rumble and this placeholder match. <laughs> That's the problem. So not, not only has this Sasha Banks, I'm I'm actually quite excited for a Banks Rousey match. I've, I mm. still love Sasha Banks. She was so good in NXT, and she's had so many good matches here and there that I'm still very much invested in her. But she's been, you know, treated mm. terribly in 2018. And I, although I'm excited for the match, I just don't see this being anything other than a placeholder because that's where you put those types of feuds you put them in the Royal Rumble is sold on the Royal Rumble match and your big title matches can kind of be little filler things Mm. just to stop a gap between now and Wrestlemania and that's I mean no one thinks she's going to win, right? Absolutely not. No, there was at no point. I didn't. I barely thought she was going to win the match last night. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was, yeah, I just think it's it's just going to be what it is, isn't it? A pretty mm-hmm. good match, a nice outing for Sasha Banks to be in a main event sort of Raw Women's thing for once in the last what year and a half. This will be the first time she's been in the title picture. Yeah, it's... after she was the, you know, they were the fir- her and Charlotte were the first ever women's main event of a of a mm-hmm. pay-per-view a men's pay-per-view with uh, their Helena Cell match and they had all those amazing and they had all those amazing ooh that was weird they mm-hmm. had all those amazing raw matches as well with the they did they did the um, Falls Count Anywhere match that was amazing they yeah. traded the title backwards and forwards over a period of weeks that was wicked maybe too many times probably too many times but I thought it was still quite exciting. It's the it's the the run that it's the feud that made Charlotte a twenty time champion already, <laughs> just because yeah. they switched it back and forth. But yeah, so as excited as I am about the Banks Rousey mm. match, I just this is off a, a year where they did nothing with her, and it's quite obvious that it's a placeholder feud. Yes, I mean she even came out in the Boss and Hug Connection gear. It's like yeah. you couldn't be more. I am not a single star. 
I will not be the champion at the end of this because I am in a tag team waiting for there to be something to have be a tag yeah. team for. That's what a dumb choice. That's another thing. Like in sometimes in feuds and storylines, mm. when there's that's that's like the B thing and the larger thing is over here and you're waiting mm. to get to it. It's hard to get invested in the current feud because you know that this next thing's going to happen. And sometimes predictability <laughs> isn't bad because that's sometimes a mark of good storytelling. But in this in this one, just because every other ball has been dropped around it and now they've just gone, hey, new era, mm. we're getting it. And she did say bitch here. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was fun. That was fun. So Nia Jax came after Rousey said that it's going to be Sasha Banks. Nia Jax came out and was like, that's silly. I enjoyed Nia's promo work here. Nia sounded a little off here. Her voice was a Do bit... Do you think? Her voice was a bit strange for the beginning. It sounded like she was a bit ill. She had a slight sort of like... Kirby de Frog. She uh, went nasal. Yeah, she was very nasal. She, oh. It's a new character. Yeah, <laughs> a new character yeah. is a Muppet. <laughs> I... So I've seen a lot of people online mm. say that Nia Jax's promo was terrible. I didn't mind it. I, I didn't mind it either. I quite like the way that she no-sold the line. Like, as they were going into commercial after Sasha Banks had just said, what line, bitch? Or bitch, mm. what line? Because Nia said, get in line to Sasha Banks. Nia just recoiled back on the chair and went, yeah, I'm a bit of a bitch. But I'm, I'm, I'm the bitch. I'm not a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was quite naturalistic. Yeah, I liked it. But some people were like, you should sell, you should sell an insult sometimes. People are just very anti-Nia, yeah. aren't they? Well, that, that's where my defense of Nia ends. Yeah. Because the ensuing banks <laughs> nia Jacks match... That was a hot mess. Wasn't very good. Mm. Uh, th- th- some, some, Nia's very good at power spots. Yes. And those bits were good. There were good ideas in this match. I, just don't, I, think, all, I think the problem is that all of the offense that was meant to be cool flubbed. And it was just like, oh, that's such a shame because that would that is actually a really good idea and a really cool spot, and they just messed it up. Yeah, and the only one they really nailed was the gorilla press onto the crate or whatever. The, yeah, the production, the, box. the suspicious crate that was just happened to be much closer to the ring than it normally is. <laughs> Here we are. You just, but no one can see that cinema. Yeah, just it's fine there. It's fine. Just leave it there in front of the audience because they're gonna get a full. Just gonna get Sasha Banks deposited yes, in front of them. There that's worth the ticket price. That's it. But the obstructed view. So but that, <laughs> that's the problem. They they paced out this match, and it was a long match. Went like fifteen minutes. Mm. Not the best way to showcase Nia. Although Nia Jax and Banks have had quite a few really good matches together before. Uh, it was it was Nia Jax beating down Banks, which I thought worked well in those particular spots. Mm. But when Banks came back, Nia Jax would botch whatever move was being done on her so it would cut it all off yeah. and it didn't we're talking about a year of no momentum for 2018 okay now's the time for Sasha to start up at, at going into the match with Rousey mm-hmm. and she couldn't do that no I'm starting to think Nia Jax isn't a good wrestler what what how what yeah mm, yeah I mean that's the thing I think Nia's the botches here killed all of Sasha's momentum because every single one of them made it look like she took more damage. That was the totally. That was, that the, was major the problem. problem. Every single one she did was like, oh, she's hurt herself way more than Nia, and Nia has been on top for the whole match anyway. So like, Sasha might as well just been like, I give up. And the best, the best one of these, or also the worst, was there's a spot on the apron. Nia Jax is kind of doubled over. Sasha Banks runs to her, and I assume what they were trying to do was Sasha does a Hurricane Rana. And Nia Jax's head was going to go into the apron. 
Mm. Ooh, big spot. But what it looked like was Banks jumped up onto Nia Jax's shoulders, powerbombed herself, <laughs> while Nia Jax just laid down on the ring quite comfortably. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things, I don't know if she was deciding whether she wanted to roll off or spike yeah, herself on the ring. Stuck between the two, didn't it, she? Like the spot that it looked like it was going to be was Zelina Vega's Spike Rana mm. thing that she does, which would have been wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was done properly. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's, just, all, yeah, it's all good putting it down on paper, being like, yeah. can you actually do these ideas <laughs> if you can't probably best to leave them off? I particularly liked when they did a super slow motion replay of it afterwards and the announcers tried to figure out what happened. <laughs> they were getting, so, yeah, I, th- I don't think Sasha got all of it there. Like, no kidding. Yeah. She threw herself. Oh, she got all of it, but it was the floor. <laughs> and the problem was, another problem was, <laughs> that the, was the problem. A, another problem was that that was the last bit before they yes. rolled in, Banks locked in the bank statement, and Nia yeah. tapped. Because all of those botches also were all like head-targeting botches as well. They, you know that that spike runner. There was another one that they flubbed. That was just it. Just mm. it was all the bits where it was like she's targeting Nia's face to lock in the bank statement and get the tap out. Like that all makes perfect sense. They should have done a bit more of it in general in the match anyway. I thought because I think. Nia was just on top for too much. They did a bit too much of the sort of like, Sasha just doesn't know when to quit. Ha 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 But she's not really doing anything to fight back. She's just taking punishment and kicking yeah. out because she's an idiot. Like, a bit more of the sort of like, cut, trying to cut her down, attacking the legs, all that kind of stuff would have worked nicely here, I think, and mm. given you a bit more chance to be like, it doesn't look so bad on Sasha that she didn't get any offense in whatsoever and the stuff she did get in was botched. Yeah, so overall... Is it too late for Sasha? I don't think in the grand scheme of things, like maybe at the end of 2019, she could have something going for her. (laughs) But right now, and definitely through to the end of January, Mm. I I, I think it's going to be a bit of a a sort of an awkward couple of weeks for her. It's a a real shame because I think the problem is also in in light of Becky having her sort of moment last Mm. year where she suddenly rose to the top of... The, the SmackDown women's division doing the same with Sasha doesn't feel the same anymore like I think yeah four months ago if this had happened people would have like lost it for this and it would have felt like a much bigger deal but because we've got Becky doing that already everyone and Becky is also feuding with someone who is on Raw it just overshadows this entire thing mm. give it six months down the line and Sasha suddenly you know she's been beaten down to this point of the same point of Becky of just being booked so badly that nobody cares Suddenly, there'll just be this upsurge of like, let's have Sasha Banks do something. And if they capitalize on that at the right moment, they've got two Becky Lynch style characters suddenly in the mix. I, I mean, I tell you where I, w- I could get on board with that. And maybe even they could salvage it before January. Is if she <sighs> turns heel. Oh, yes, like a yeah. heel Sasha Banks, a proper boss style Sasha mm. Banks going against the babyface Ronda Rousey. That would be a perfect dynamic. It would refresh her character, just like what happened to Becky Lynch last year. But with the the spectre of the tag team championships, I just I don't see it happening because no. because of the the baby face act with Bailey. I don't know. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Raw kicked off. This is, the, by the way, this is the first episode of 2019. Mm. Have you missed Raw? No. No. Funnily enough. No. So that was that was almost two weeks of Raw we missed there mm. with the Christmas Eve uh, episode and then the New Year's Eve episode. I've watched bits, but I haven't missed it, especially with all like the Wrestle Kingdom stuff mm. and SmackDown. I think you know, SmackDown was very good last week. Uh, yeah. Right. And, and coming back to Raw. It brought me down a lot. <laughs> yes. I feel like everything in this episode, and we'll get into it further, obviously, but everything in this episode was like, story-wise, moving in the right direction. And then for some reason now, the wrestling is falling down. And that's, mm. I feel like quite often the wrestling's quite good, but it's going nowhere story-wise. Or it's just going around in circles story-wise. And here it felt the opposite. It's weird you say that. Because I put these felt... two things together. That's <laughs> all I want. I felt that the rest, like the in-ring wrestling was different I felt like it was quicker mm. I felt like there weren't there were as many Seth rest holds there, was too ma- there were two Seth Rollins so, matches yeah. that's why and one was like 45 minutes long yeah. so yeah with six people so it's going to be naturally quicker but the show started off at least a bit differently after the RIP graphic for Mean Gene Oakland went straight into a cold open brawl backstage between Seth and Bobby I really like that I thought was that was, I thought that was a really cool opening I was like mm. for once we don't have Michael Cole saying, it's Monday Night Raw, we're mm. And then someone comes out and has a really long 20-minute promo to set up a match that's going to happen yeah. at the end of the show. Uh, but so, Yeah, instead, they just did that in the next segment. Yes, yeah. fine. Uh, but it was them brawling. You had all the undercarders out there. Zack mm-hmm. Ryder did one of the most laughably bad. Come on, Bobby, don't touch him. And he just kind of snuggled him behind and let Bobby do everything anyway. But Zack Ryder has appeared on Raw. Yes. So that's that's already one up, almost one up. Wasn't from a last. match, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been on Raw he's, now. He's, so, that, yeah. he's actually on on TV, and then they spill out into the the, the main crowd. They go through the gorilla mm-hmm. curtain, and then it. I don't know if it was just my feed. It went to break, and then it comes back, and John Cena's music hits, and that's when the commentary starts. Yes. 
So it was. I felt like it was a really weird hard cut to just like <laughs> that was not part of the show. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, the breaks basically for me in Raw are just a mystery. I I just like. <laughs> It's just like anything can. I just it just goes away and it comes back and it's like suddenly something completely different is happening. Yeah, like, I don't. When did any of this get? But how did the last bit tie in? What's going on? And and it kind of tied back into the end of this. So the next thing was John Cena. John Cena comes out. He's like, "Welcome to 2019." Yada yada yada. I'm John Cena, and then he announced that he's entering himself in the Royal mm-hmm. Rumble match, which we thought wasn't going to happen because he said he was going to film a movie mm. at the end of January. He worked us. He did. A wrestler. <sighs> Unbelievable. He yes. got a pop for his hair, though. Mm. Just taking the cap off for a second. Got a little pop for the hair. I think you've got to reference it now. Yeah, you've got I to do. reference it at the start of everything. Uh, Drew McIntyre came out and was like, I'm going to beat you up eventually. You, Just you, look you, at the shield. Just look at uh, Kurt Dolph, Angle. Yeah. Just look at Dolph Ziggler. I've beaten down everyone who's not a legend. He didn't use the word <laughs> legend, did he? Because Dolph Ziggler's in there. But, you know. All time veterans. You you didn't really like Cena's rebuttals. No, I did like the rebuttals, but I just felt it was a bit mean on Drew. Mm. I feel like Drew was doing a script that he'd been given, and Cena was just going, "I'm John Cena. I can say whatever I like." <laughs> so Drew's like doing this script to be like, "I'm a good boy. I'll get a universal title shot at the end of this if I say all these nice things mm. that they've told me to say." And then John Cena goes like, "Get a new promo, huh?" And everyone goes, yeah, promo, (laughs) loser, you saying stuff that you've been told to say like a monkey. I I was more on Cena's side here. (laughs) I thought to say that addressed, just like addressing the hair. Yes. Like I'm addressing that. That's what everyone says. Every Mm. year someone says, well, I'm going to beat you up. It is quite repetitive. And Mm. then I thought Drew leveled up after that and was like, this time it's going to be different. Yeah, I think just the thing with Cena is because that's all people have to say to him because he appears every year around this time to just be like ah John Cena it's Cena season <laughs> ah John Cena here I am <laughs> like Wrestlemania <laughs> me mania now how, how can I get a match <laughs> how can I possibly get yeah. booked how could I John Cena movie <laughs> star possibly get a match I just show up around this time I'll have to, I'll have to oh, propose to my girlfriend oh, I'll have to call out the undertaker <laughs> what will it be this year I don't know what the Cena plans are. Mm. Very few WrestleMania plans, apart from the women's division, have kind of come out. I guess Seth and Brock Lesnar seems to be a direction. Mm. But I don't know what Cena would do. Uh, so, yeah, Drew's talking to Cena, and then Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush come out, kind of weirdly. Like, it was quite, it was quite, I felt it was quite contrived. They just came out <laughs> No. Contriving a six-man tag match. Yes. How could you? <laughs> and then Seth ran out to continue that brawl. Mm-hmm. So what happened in the interim of of Cena's promo? Yeah. Were they just chasing each other? Were they always being held back? Yeah, I hope they were Tom and Jerrying around yeah. the like around the backstage area. So but whatever. That that <laughs> happened. And then I missed Dean Ambrose come out. Mm. I had a whole bit about how Dean Ambrose was just plopped into this this six man tag out of nowhere. And uh, I had to, I had to tell the editor to take it out because oh. I watched it back. He was there. He was. He just quite a- clearly. He just appeared. Yeah. And then Finn Balor also appeared. Mm. But he got like a big entrance music bit. Got a big spot dive over the top. Dave Meltzer says that's because he's getting a big push. Yes. For now. But he also, when he got, so when he ran down to the ring, and I don't know whether this is foreshadowing or anything mm. like that. But when he runs, he runs down to the ring, 
and Drew slides into the ring to meet him there. Yeah, yeah. And the first thing Balor does is he grabs Drew and he chucks him over the top rope. Ooh. And then does the dive. In Royal Rumble season, (laughs) top rope. That is good. So, yeah, this, of course, predictably turned into Rollins, Cena and Balor taking on Lashley, McIntyre and Ambrose in what I thought was a really fun match. I thought this was the best match on the show. Yeah, 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 quite easily. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, it was it was really fun. Everyone got to do some mm-hmm. good stuff. Like there was Cena got beat down for a bit. Balor predictably got beat down for a bit. He but, got a little bit of a, a But then he got but then he got a really good run at the end. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. which is unlike normal Balor sort of <laughs> stuff. You normally get Balor beaten down, he tags someone in, they do. Baron well. Corbin comes yes, out exactly. costs him yes. something. Uh, but I thought it was refreshing to see Cena get worked over because mm. Cena these days is just, in, especially in six-man tag matches or any tag matches, he just stands on the apron, waits for the tag, the usual Cena six moves of doom, well, new new usual, mm. uh, you get the punch at the end and it's all over. But here it was Cena getting worked over and I felt the focus was more on Balor and particularly mm. Rollins at the end. He went yep. crazy uh, with... McIntyre as well. I felt he gave a lot to McIntyre. Yeah, it was it was McIntyre that? So when John was doing the six moves of doom and he got them up for the AA, mm. McIntyre tagged himself in, didn't he? And yeah, then steps through and takes out and same. And he did the same thing with a claymore to Balor. Yes, post yeah, yeah, the yeah. Coup de Gras, I mm-hmm. thought it was. That sounds about yeah. right. So that was all good. And I'll it was Rollins running wild at the end. Mm. He did this moonsault off the second turnbuckle that he occasionally busts out. It looked terrific. And then he beat Dean Ambrose. With the curb stomp. Yes. Mm. And they're celebrating. This is, of course, to further the storyline that Triple H wants Seth Rollins to Im- like become the real Seth Rollins, mm. which has no similarities to, tr- to Vince McMahon and AJ Styles on SmackDown. It's no. a completely new, fresh idea. <laughs> and as they're celebrating, another thing that didn't make sense, just from, like, why is this playing now? Just a candid camera... Titan Tron video of Triple H enjoying a coffee with Bailey and Sasha Banks. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like a production slip where yeah. someone's accidentally put that feed on. Like, someone's just gone, there we go. Like, and then kept it there. Yeah. Like, because you could have done our, uh, you know, they could talk about him being set this task by Triple H, but it's so obvious to be like, and then we do this, and then he's going to go speak to Triple H. Like, yeah. We could have just cut backstage or followed him backstage. Yeah. He finds Triple H. Then it's not so weird also that we're staring at Triple H, chatting up Bailey and Banks. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he was saying, I'm so sorry about everything. Yeah. Like, N- yeah. NXT, I'd sooner be in control. You just got to wait. Yeah. That's the thing. You just got to wait. Ride out 2019, guys. Those tag titles, they're coming. They promised me they've ordered them. They're just, they're stuck in shipping. We keep I'm, missing the deliveries. Yeah, I'm really, no yeah. one's in. It's it's in an Amazon locker somewhere. Yeah. It's, oh. Uh, but the, yeah, so it was just, it was just a bit contrived. Mm. And then Seth Rollins goes, I guess one possible argument for this, if Triple H is trying to make Seth Rollins angry, to mm. show Triple H not watching Seth Rollins' match where he's just won it for his team, that that would make Seth angry. Mm. And he's the cerebral assassin. That, however, is way too much legwork on my behalf <laughs> to come up with something that makes sense here. Uh, but I, just, yeah. I also just think, like, if we're going to go our uh, mean Seth Rollins sort of healy guy... I- mm. We've all got Ambrose doing that already. Like, oh, I, I think it will just be a tweener face. Think, not, yeah. not even a tweener. It'll be just like a, a badass face. 
How yeah. many of those do we need to? Let's just replicate the More. success of Becky over and over. Control C, Control V, Control C, Control V. That's called the Attitude <laughs> Era. I'm not. I'm fine with that. Everyone is Austin. <laughs> Uh, so, yep, Hunter said, because, oh, is it okay? Have I yeah, tapped something? We, just, we can just see oh. your, uh, the bottom of your thing. There it's we fine. go. It's okay. Uh, so, Seth storms backstage, slaps the coffee out of Hunter's hands, and demands the Intercontinental title rematch. Triple H gives it to him. Mm. Falls count anywhere. I love the fact that in WWE, getting a chance at anything is you just intimidate the management. <laughs> It's just there's no hope for people who are actually just like nice guys who are like no. good at wrestling. That's why Daniel Bryan turned heel. Yeah, exactly. He just knew that he would never get a shot because he was too polite. And this is another example, though, of the automatic rematch clause being scrapped, but then rematches continually happening week after week. Yes. I just want to put that out there. But for story reasons, <coughs> not just because because. It's better, yeah. I guess. It's not. <laughs> it's a little little bit better look at least they're given a reason yeah because you it. turn up you would contract and you go well I have an automatic rematch mm. clause but now all you got to do is slap a coffee <laughs> and then you're straight in there isn't it uh, then we got the Bapalate <laughs> Oakland tribute with Hulk Hogan returning mm-hmm yeah he got a pop he, he did get a pop he got a pop he got nice. a Hogan charm I mean look I, I thought the Mean Gene Oakland tribute package was brilliant it was, it was a really was nice really video good, package. Yes. Uh, and Hulk Hogan's promo afterwards was was very nice. But just to just to look at this potentially from a cynical perspective. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan there's a there's a danger because of everything that's happened that he might get booed when he makes his return to Raw or SmackDown. Mm-hmm. One way to mitigate those boos because people don't generally boo death. Death is to Bring him back. More to people should boo death, though, because it is bad. Yeah, death's terrible. Yeah. yeah. As long as you're not booing the fact that some... You don't boo the person who died. You boo death in general. Well, they kind of did that... Boo to death! When Jim, Jimmy Snooker's mm. uh, video package was played, and everyone was kind of like, yeah? <laughs> Are we cheering this guy? But, uh, yeah, Hulk Hogan got an okay reaction. I think, he, yeah, and I thought it was pretty, like... He did quite well mm. until... The very end. Oh, what which, didn't you like, brother? So I, brother, I didn't like the bit where he was like, "I'm going to do this one more time because you're wearing my t-shirt, mm, t-shirt, which you can now buy on wwe.com/slash <laughs> uh, shop." <laughs> but like, there was a bit in the promo so he goes, "Let me tell you something, Mean Gene," and he runs through the various uh, high-profile dead WWE stars, saying, "Gene's going to be up there booking a tag match with uh, Macho Man, uh, Ultimate again, Warrior, Ultimate Warrior, Mr. Perfect." Andre the Giant's going to be the special guest referee. But, Gene, I don't know why you're there getting all swole in the gym because you've only got the choice of Mae Young and Moolah. He almost got there without just being an ist of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's What, well, do you think that his promo actually ended all that bit before? Yes, and, he, and I think he, he just stuck a bit in where he was like, you're going to have to shag one of them, <laughs> aren't you, Gene? I think he's like, I'm doing pretty well at this. They <laughs> like me. I'm going to continue talking. And everyone's back saying, no, no, no. Press the button that shows Triple H drinking coffee again. <laughs> oh, well. I don't, I he was don't. so close as well to just being like, you just, you've got through it without just being a dinosaur. For crying out loud. I, I just thought it was a, it just made me sad. Because listening through all those names, oh, I was like, yeah. at least half of them died too young. Yes. And, uh. 
But yeah, I see your point as well. It was a bit, a bit of a weird... Well, considering that we're also in the generation of a women's evolution and we get, we get Hulk Hogan out there being like two of the forerunners of that, mm-hmm. two of the people who <clears throat> laid all the groundwork for that. Well, one of controversially. them. Controversially. Controversially, one of them. One of them definitely did. One of them maybe not. Yeah. But they at least are the forerunners of a women's evolution. Maybe we shouldn't say that the only reason they're in heaven is for Gene Oakland to choose between them. It's a really... Really select group of people in heaven. Yes, those are yeah. the only yeah. only people. Yeah. You don't really watch Mar- the good place anymore, <laughs> but that's that's what it is. Anyway, too much death talk. Let's get on to dying tag team acts now with Chad Gable and Bobby Roode taking on the revival. Depressing segue. Yes, <laughs> this yeah. was weird, wasn't it? I so I didn't really watch this angle last week. But the Revival were cheated out of a win last week. Funnily enough. The Revival getting cheated out of a win. Mm. I don't understand what this story is at all. The Heels rightfully complaining that they've been cheated out of wins. They should have been the tag team champions six times over by now. And the baby faces act like they are legitimate champions. Yeah. Thus completely devaluing the fact that they are champions. And baby faces. And baby faces. I don't understand. What is the end game? Like, that's what I don't know. This is like Lucha House Party rules. It's just like, what is the end game of this at all? It's a, like, I keep seeing people defending this as like, oh, it's the new era now. I was like, but how? This is the same storyline as the mm. Lucha House Party stuff. It's an unfair... Same as the B team. It's the same as the B team storyline, yeah. essentially. But it, the B team was accidents, and this is now literally like rules breaking stuff. Like rules breaking, rules breaking, rules breaking match. I, I was looking for a better word, but I went with <laughs> rules breaking. So this was a, a lumberjack match with the rest of the tag division out there, mm-hmm. which just made the rest of the tag division also look weak. <laughs> and I suppose the reason... Because it is. Yeah, but it, it very is. Very, very is. It very... Oh, <laughs> you were looking for it's a better spread. word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's caught the dumbs. I, <laughs> I suppose the reason they were out there was to stop any rope break things happening in in the pins like to, to say hey referee his leg is on the rope yeah in which case i think that should be a second referee match i don't know yeah. what they're building to here or alternatively could they not have been there to just push his leg back in at least then it's just a legitimate win uh, with yeah. cheating that's fine i just push his leg back in I don't yeah know. and like the, the fact that chad and bobby aren't saying hey sorry sorry guys the, there was a mistake there mm. we're gonna give you another shot like it's it does nobody any favours. The Revival look dumb because yep. they're chumps for losing like this twice in a row. It doesn't feel like it's unjust. It's just like, no. no, you're rubbish. Like you said, Gable and Rude don't look good because now they're they're cheating to win. And the re- like the company, just the referees, all the officials, yeah. everything you're meant to buy in as authority, they don't look good yeah. either because they're missing these blatant calls. Well, WWE needs to bloom in Hawkeye, like in tennis, <laughs> don't they? They need to be able to go back. Rewatch oh. the footage and then make a different. Uh, yeah. It's the revival, but it's just. And this match wasn't even good for like the revival either. It's not mm. like the story doesn't work. Also, if the revival lose the entire match to have a tiny bit of momentum at the end, and then the finishes are smashed, it's just like, mm, what, yeah. where does this go? Yeah, because G- Gable and Rude took ninety percent of this. Yes, and they, like, they look great. I thought Gable in particular, um, and the revival only came back in the last 
30 seconds or mm. so when but he did have a, a great bit where Gable did a pinning German suplex and I think it was Wilder or Scott no it was Dawson did a, a crossbody off the top rope oh, that was Wilder that up. was Wilder yeah. It, yeah it was great but then yeah that, just that that rubbish finish mm. I don't know well you know it's telling that they're now wearing the FTR tights mm. so <laughs> they know what's happening to them it's weird, but it's weird that WWE, someone made them those tights as well. So someone's yeah. literally going like, yeah, the storyline is, screw you guys. Like, <laughs> such a weird story to be like, yeah, yeah, no, you're just going to be beaten down to the point that nobody cares about you now. So, Well, maybe that's it. If they've got an, if like they are going to AEW, because they're one of the, the rumoured names with all the Revival Young mm. Bucks interaction, maybe, hopefully. I th- I, the Revival cannot get out of WWE fast enough. Yeah, they, well, they, yeah they, they have to because what a waste of time mm. then we got Baron Corbin still facing Elias oh yeah new era Baron still Corbin era. still wearing his suit I th- I picked up on that too what, why go back to the old thing like mm. I liked the lone wolf thing like I didn't like obviously no one liked when he wasn't wearing a t-shirt but just wear the vest like well he hasn't got hair now I know but he'd look, he'd still look, he'd look badass I, don't, I just don't think he needs to be so suited anymore because he's not an authority figure. Mm. Like he's not an authority figure. So let's put him back to being like a badass. Unless he's going to be still trying to make rules or whatever. That's, that could be trying a good to like, gimmick. Trying to yeah. He should, if he's still making rules, it's now a no DQ match. <laughs> you can't do that, mate. Boom! I'm hitting him anyway. <laughs> uh, I I the only value I can see in this is that Corbin actually got quite a lot of heat. Mm. Like people started going, "You got fired. You got fired." And maybe part of that is because they can see him still in these yes, office clothes. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I mean... Lean into it more, I think. You could, you could do more with it. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah, just don't have this weird in-between phase where it no. just looks like a mistake. Because he, you know, he could get up in the middle of matches that he's losing and walk out and be like, well, I'm just, this match is called off now. Mm. And, it, and then people would be like, no, it's not like, you know, you just keep doing stuff like that where he's just making rules that benefit him. It's a handicap match now. <laughs> yeah. Someone runs down, helps yeah. him out. Uh, but yeah, this is. This uh, I'm, I'm completely sick of Baron Corbin and Elias. Mm. It was the exact same template. Elias does a little guitar bit. Corbin interrupts. Match. I'm bored of the Corbin Elias won. thing. I think <sighs> even I'm even bored of the Elias thing because I think mm. even as a babyface as well, it's pretty dull without without the the jokes. He needs more jokes. Yeah. The initial turn of of Elias was very good, mm. but it's I think it's more that he's been flattened out into. Corbin Lashley feuds yes. rather than if he was able to work with someone else I think it would freshen him up a bit mm. uh, then we got the on their way to WWE thing again it's still happening they're I coming th- they're on the coach there's been reports that this this first episode of 2019 was going to have loads of angles I was thinking yesterday maybe I'll have to do a 10 minute review of this week's <laughs> Raw like a sort of Raw after Mania level quality show no no one debuted no 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 same video packages. EC3 and Lacey Evans debuted. On the main event uh, taping in a dark match, or two dark matches. Yeah. But yeah so that won't be aired? That won't be aired, yeah. What's going on? No one knows. Uh, also, you wouldn't want to debut them on main event. You wouldn't <laughs> no, want to be like, be. you wouldn't want to spend weeks doing promos after promo being like, these people are coming to WWE. Just kidding, it's main event. <laughs> it's basically not WWE. I... Th- that would, of course, be awful, especially <laughs> for EC3 because he has tremendous upside on mm. the main roster. His promos are excellent. But that would be the most WWE thing ever <laughs> to yes, just do yeah. that. 
Uh, then we got a Dean Ambrose promo. I thought it was quite good. Mm. He was backstage in a those weird industrial style areas they find backstage with pipes and blue lights. Yes. And he said, I never like six man tags anyway. It's unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> so I think maybe we can get away from germaphobe Dean into abomination Dean, where mm. he doesn't like anything that's out of the norm. He's angry about the Seth main event. Now we got what was my personal favourite segment oh, so of the bad. show? Which was Braun Strowman and uh, having a quote face to face or more mm. side by side confrontation with Brock Lesnar. This is so bad. So this was weird from the start. Braun Strowman comes out, his music's going, everyone's going like, yeah, Braun, dun, 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 dun. I haven't really kept up with what Braun's been doing for the last two weeks, though. Not a lot, really. Yeah. He's still resting his elbow, I believe. So. He's not medically cleared. No, exactly. So he's just turning up. Mm. And he comes out and oh. he he gets in the ring, does, like, he po- he poses for too long. Yeah. He does the, because I've watched this back twice, I enjoyed it so much. He starts to do the get these hands taunt mm. for, for, like, a few more hand grabs than feels normal. <laughs> and then he goes to get a microphone from the from a production crew member gets it looks at it then gives it back and goes no and rips his shirt off or and then you know he's like come come out now brock it just looked like he was meant to say something there so yes. i think he started forgetting his lines immediately <laughs> and that's why he's posing he's uh, like what are my lines what are my lines i can't remember get these words in my brain Anyone, I'm dying out here. Please help me. <laughs> What's my line? What's my line? So, Paul, oh God, Paul, so Heyman, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar help him out by laughing at how bad Braun Strowman is being on the mic. So it's this horrible setup where Braun is in the ring and Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar appear on the Titantron for the live crowd. Mm. But we're shown on the TV broadcast... Brock and Paul looking into the camera backstage on one side makes total sense. But the other side is Braun also looking direct into the camera when he needs to be looking at the Titantron to see what Paul and Brock are saying. Yes. In the ring. Yeah. What I don't understand about this, it's like... I said this earlier, it's like they just discovered FaceTime. It's like when your parents just discover FaceTime, they're like, look at this new thing, and they start FaceTiming you all the time. It's like, nobody talks like this. Mm. I'm just going to go on the phone like a normal person, or ideally WhatsApp you so I don't have to hear your voice. <laughs> but here it was just like, they just discovered this new technology to stream from the back to the Titantron to Braun in the ring. <laughs> and the delay was, was such that every time somebody thought the other person had finished <laughs> talking they started talking but then they hadn't finished talking so they ended up interrupting each other but then they, then it would end and then there would be a long pause while they went are they finished oh and more things that i have to say about how bad you are at wrestling because <laughs> i will beat you when we have a match at the royal rumble are they done no <laughs> you won't sir I don't think it's connection issues. No, you don't. I think Braun legit forgot everything he was supposed to say. <laughs> like, people have talked about that before. Like, Mick Foley's talked about it. Christian's talked about it. You can 
you, Mick Foley's one of the best promos of all time. Mm. You get out there and sometimes it just doesn't work yeah. and you don't know what the hell you're doing <laughs> and you get, there's so many people watching you and you just have you to just try panic, and... Yeah. Scramble through like is that, that tiny well wide one. Is that why he went? Hey, beastie boy, yeah. I'm waiting. And I just thought Braun's sex line is really <laughs> weird. That, that, I'm wait. I've ripped my shirt off already. Do you want these hands? Would you Jobs. like to get these hands? So, but like he's he's taking these. Yeah, there's a long pause at the start. Mm. Braun just looking into the camera, and he after a while he goes, "Hey, beastie boy." <laughs> Like the, the line you said, then another long pause, and then something else, like, y- You're back there, are you? And you're then not it, coming out here. And because you can see both sets of guys on state, uh, on camera at the same time, you can see how awkward they are. And Brock goes, Is that it? Is he, is he done? done? And he laughs. And then Paul goes, That wasn't very good. Is that the best line you've got? And it cuts back to Braun, who's, again, just trying to think of anything to say. And he goes, um, I'm surprised there's uh, your, your butt isn't hurting from all the crap that comes out of Paul Heyman's mouth because he talks crap, you're a big, stupid man, Brock. <laughs> it's effectively that, but with more pauses and awkwardness. It was <laughs> unbelievably bad. I think that's the problem as well, because I think the issue with Braun Strowman is that He's got to the stage of like uh, superstardom where most of what he does is catchphrase based. Mm. So he's he's Little Britain series three <laughs> now, where there is no other comedy beyond just write a scene that gets you to where you can say get these hands. Yeah. And here, obviously, he had to say some other things. So he got in Beastie Boy, which is one of the ones he did a while ago. Unfortunately, and he yeah. Get These Hands, he did that one. Classic. I'm a Monster Among Men. Love that one. All the hits. Yeah, he played the hits, but then he ran out of things to say incredibly quickly. Mm. Which is weird, because in real life, Braun is very quick, quick-witted, quick mm. and he can come up with... He's like, sometimes he's a catchphrase machine. On Instagram, you look at those hashtags. Yeah. Banging weights and eating steaks. All that sort of stuff. But here, I just think I just think he had a terrible night. He had a bad day. I don't think it says that Braun is a bad promo who can't do promos because I, 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 personally, I think we've seen enough of him in unscripted interviews and scripted mm. to say that's not the case. I just think he's French. I think I think also because it's such, a, but it was such an awkward setup as well. Because oh yeah, things you don't that do, things help. you, but things you don't, things Braun Strowman doesn't do particularly is do two camera promos like he does mm. he does in ring promos in front of the crowd where you play to the crowd here yeah. he was stood in the middle of the ring facing away from everyone that's actually in the room <laughs> watching him talking to the camera it'd be like if i just ignored you the entire time and all i did was do this i sometimes do that yeah i know you do yeah but it's because we're talking to our friends the swath nation that's the I'm camera aware. I'm, I'm, aware. I'm aware but like if there were but it's just that that setup there was no reason to have it either. That's my biggest problem with this whole promo was like, why did you do that? Yeah. Why didn't Brock and Paul just come out on the ramp, say, we're not coming down to the ring, we're not doing this face-off, and then you could play the entire promo better, because they can hear each other without a delay, <laughs> in the same room, do the whole promo again, and then at the end they go to turn, they turn to walk away, Brock hands the title over, walks down to the ring, does the loop, and then walks off again. It, it can be the exact same thing just without the awkwardness of having to do this weird side-by-side nonsense because, oh, we've bought a bit of tech, have we? Are you saying just do it better? I think they've just bought a bit of tech and they just really yeah. wanted to use it this New week. New software. Yeah, that's it. 
Uh, or, or Gary's just like Gary in production. Yeah. I've, I've figured out we can do two of these at the same time. Well, they did that with yeah. Samoa Joe and Brock last uh, mm. two years ago. If you just put was... both faders halfway, it mm. would do. <laughs> and that was really effective, but they were both backstage. Mm. The problem, the real problem here is Strowman was in the ring. But yet, that the way it ended was after Paul and Brock. Just really, Brock was not interested in this. As soon as he realised. This is going downhill. He's like, well, I'm not going to care. He, <laughs> I mean, the man is stealing money from WWE, yeah. isn't he? He's just stealing cash. I'll lock him up. <laughs> and he, but, but he was like, I'll, I'll go out to the ring, I think, because, yeah, I'll see what, what else he's got. And Paul's like, can we just go that way? Because I want to leave. Th- yeah. These are legit things they said to each yes, other. Yeah. And then Brock comes out. He walks around the ring, teases he's going to get in, and then walks off. So that's a good way to get heat. But... After that segment that had no intensity and was so clumsy, it was like my first sexual encounter with a woman. But, you know, just it was all it was not. I don't know why I used that as an analogy. Yeah, I know. I don't know. But it was just, it was awkward. That's yet to happen as well. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One of how days. I imagine my first <laughs> encounter with a woman will be. So that was but I I got a lot of joy out of that segment. Yeah. But this was, an, and then this was another one of the magic cuts of WWE because it then went to a break and then come back from the break. Who's in the ring? Jinder and Alicia. And the Singh brothers, yeah, mm. doing a Shanti promo. I was just like, what? Because <laughs> I was baffled by the end of the Braun and uh, Brock Lesnar thing and then suddenly mm. just like, and hard cut, completely different mood. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if they were good. Like yeah. an, and, and here's, thing, here's like a, a match between mm. this person you really like and this person you really like that you haven't seen before. But it wasn't. It was... Uh, it was Jinder Mahal who did have some quite good promo work with the crowd I thought he started making fun of people yes. who were actually there rather than just pre-written lines I think he essentially did your mum jokes yeah at yeah, yeah like... I miss those <laughs> I feel like in the snowflake generation now mm. you can't get a good your mum joke no. there was a there was a fat guy joke as well yes there was yeah. <laughs> which is yeah which is fine I think sometimes don't want to don't want to shame the one where he said the guy but he did say to the guy one guy he was like you there with the right foot and two left feet it's like that, that was weird that's he's not dancing or he's well he might have been dancing to the music mm. but if you you don't have one right foot and two left feet you have two left feet because you don't become a tripod <laughs> for this <laughs> you're so bad at dancing you've basically got three <laughs> legs and they're all clumsy <laughs> uh but this turned into Ember Moon and uh, Apollo Crews coming out to have a intergender tag match, which was over in 30 seconds. Oh, yes. Squashy McSquasherson. Mm. So mixed match challenge is over. Mm. I don't get why this has to be a thing. And also, I just feel kind of uncomfortable. I don't think they thought, ah, let's just put the majority of our non-Caucasian people in this segment. Mm. I just think it's a, an, a, a testament to the overall booking bad booking of WWE and their focus on particular stars that these these wrestlers have found themselves I nearly said these people these wrestlers have found themselves in just this rubbish third hour filler segment that means nothing and also if it only lasts 30 seconds why couldn't something else have just been a bit longer I don't it yeah. just it doesn't do anything for anyone I don't mean, like you know Apollo Crews they tried to push him last, was it last week was the gauntlet match yeah, uh, last, last week, week there was, was a thing was in, in the summer as well yeah. that they did. So like, they tried to push him. Ember Moon's always kind of been like, 
involved in things, but not really going anywhere. This doesn't do anything for either of them that makes you feel like, oh, they're going to be a big mm. deal. Ember Moon is the classic, let's just put her in this thing. Yeah. And then, but she'll never get she'll a storyline. Basically, she'll just do the eclipse and everyone mm. will go, that's a cool move, isn't it? Because and she's it is great. A, and it's a fantastic yeah. move. And she yeah. is great. But I just, I just feel like it's, this was a waste of time. Totally. Segment. It, it was, just, yeah. Um, and the main event, because we've already talked about the Ronda Rousey, Alexa Bliss stuff, was Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins in a Fool's Count Anywhere match, mm. which I really enjoyed until the finish. You said you you, you felt it was a bit contrived? I, well, I just, I'm not actually a massive fan of Fool's Count Anywhere stuff, because I just think, I just, backstage brawls don't do it for me. I just mm. find it a bit like... The atmosphere is a bit weird. Yeah, it's yeah, a bit yeah. weird, but then there's also all the there's just all these bits where you find something on wheels, and then it takes them ages to position it, and then they go, and then the other person's well out of the way, Never and it hit. clatters into something, or you Seth Rollins finds a shovel at one point in this match, and then swings really high and hits a ladder, and it falls over, and everyone's like, ah, it's like I just it's naff. I just think mm. it's rubbish because considering the hard, the hardcore matches that people have in the ring. Like the stuff that Sammy Callahan does in the ring, where people can see it, it, you don't need to go backstage and start hitting ladders with shovels I, I, to seem hardcore. I like the, uh, especially if it's a fool's count anywhere match. The idea that you can pin someone on the, you know, the in the backstage area. Yeah, but I, I like, like it. It should like be SmackDown for it, but three. It sh- but it should be a. Re- there should be a reason for it. Like if you're mm. going to go backstage, have a plan of like why you go there and what the finish is going to be or what the big spots are going to be. Because here it was just they went backstage for about five minutes, chucked each other into some heavy things, and then came back out. Mm-hmm. And I just find that a bit like if you're going to go backstage, let's do the finish with something. Use something yeah. back there to do the finish or to do a big spot that's quite unique. Don't just go, well, there's lots of heavy stuff back there. Chuck you into that. Push over this ladder. All these things are under the ring, by the way. <laughs> like, you know. That big thing, that giant trolley thing, oh, which that's is not, about yeah, 20 that's trolleys long. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, I, you didn't hit him with it. You've got to hit him with it otherwise. I think I liked it, first of all, because I don't mind backstage brawls. And also because this is the match they should have had at TLC. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Remember, after that big blood feud, you... Dean Ambrose turns on Seth mm-hmm. after Roman Reigns announces his leukemia. So much emotion there. And then they lock up and they have a wrestling match. Mm. But here it was like Dean walks out for, for his entrance and Seth attacks him right away. And it, then it brawls backstage and through the crowd. And, and weirdly, there was a they put him through the announcer's table in the commercial break. Mm. They had to do a replay of that. That's really weird. I quite liked it because it just makes it feel more chaotic. Um but yeah, I thought Seth did really well here. And he had it won, damn it. Mm. He hit the Falcon Arrow into a buckle bomb and then a super kick and a curb stomp. Mm-hmm. He was going to go for the pin, but Bobby Lashley pulled him out. I thought he might win it here. I bought yes. into a title win. I did, you... yeah, but I also was sort of going like, I just, they just can't, can they? Not I to just, Dean. Just, no, no. Just not to Dean. And, not, and also just not again. Yeah, in this last like year span where he's just been Intercontinental Champion, like Seth is destined for the top spot I definitely, at some point in the future. Yeah, like this whole episode of Raw was Seth Rollins. Everything good on this show was Seth Rollins, mm. and he really was the focus. But it's just a shame that I, I would have appreciated a better finish. Yes. Like maybe have one of these NXT call ups come come in to cost him the match. Mm. 
because Bobby Lashley getting involved, I, it's... It felt a bit rote, and it felt like, and that's the problem with these three-hour shows, is when you set this up in the beginning, and we've got, you know, mm. Lashley and Seth are brawling before the show has even begun, they have another match, that all plays out, and then at the end, Lashley comes and costs him the match. It was, it was so obvious that that was going to be the case here. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, okay, well... Maybe we should do a bit less foreshadowing, or give us a week to forget. Yeah, yeah, or just, or just provide like I'm. I love foreshadowing. Just make it an interesting thing that you're foreshadowing. Mm. I don't find Bobby Lashley that engaging, especially no. with Rollins. Uh, so, and and just one more note on this: the the fans started chanting that they want tables just after the announcers' table break, mm-hmm. which to me proves a long-running debate in our office announcers that announcers' table. tables are <laughs> tables. <laughs> And after that, Lashley put Rollins through a table mm. in, in the post-match beatdown, which I think is bad psychology. I think Lashley should have done something else or teased putting him through the table, then kicked the table over and done something else. Mm. That would have been a true heel. But overall, I gave this a two out of five raw. I thought it was a pretty, pretty lackluster way to start mm. 2019 anyway, especially with the idea that this was meant to be a new era because I still haven't seen anything to prove to me that it is. Yeah. What about you? Lackluster would be my mm. ultimate description of it. I think it was, I feel like some of it was making steps in the right direction. Like, Balor seems like he's actually coming out strong now. Yeah. Drew is maintaining momentum overall. He's level. He's very, he's a plateau. Yeah. But he's, a, he's a good, he's like a, a nice a Scottish plateau, one that's quite yeah. high up. Uh, Seth is, seems to be going up the card, which is nice. Like, Banks versus Rousey at Royal Rumble. I'm excited about not necessarily after the Nia match, like, but before the match, I was like, yes, mm. great. I think things are moving in the right direction. They're just not getting there with much grace. Yeah, that's a good way of. They, they keep falling over. Yes. Yeah. doesn't work if you start laughing now. Yeah, You're laughing at the thing we did in the intro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> for me, minutes for me, it's only been a second. For you guys, as much as you can make it through the Raw mm. review. Yeah, I wonder how many people last until the end. We don't really get those stats from iTunes. Mm. Maybe Luke does. He doesn't tell me about them if, if we do. Uh, Write in if you've heard this bit. Yeah, anything to say to Luke editing this from home right now? Why? Yeah, stop playing Castlevania. Play something new. Yeah, that's that's a thing. Why you've got Spider Man? Sold nine million copies. Mm. I read this morning. One of the top games of the year. What was the top? Uh, I think the one that won the most awards was God of War, mm-hmm. which came out in April. Uh, Is that like Hogs of War, the greatest game ever made? According to Randy Datsun. <laughs> no, it's not like Hogs of War. Thankfully, it's a uh, God of War, mm-hmm. and it's very very good. Um. That won most of the awards. Spider-Man was in the running for a lot of them, as was Red Dead. Uh, Celeste was another one that was in a lot of the running, which was yeah. amazing. Um, but yes, uh, God of War won out overall. Cool. Yeah. But Spider-Man sold Spider-Man the most. Spider-Man, so Spider-Man, Spider-Man wins money. Spider-Man won money and was fairly close in the critical acclaim as well. Mm. But I think before that, God of War was the biggest selling game of the year so Spider-Man just beat Sony cleared up this year basically I think. that's the dream isn't it to be both cr- critically and commercially successful mm. 
have a Spider-Man in it. That's basically Do it. You, uh, and also be a very good game. So you're more versed in video games. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing that happens? Or is is there like... So say Sony is your WWE. Yes. Do people talk about other games like indie promotions that would never break through into Ollie Davis's consciousness? Yes, I guess so. Like <coughs> in, indie games is a massive scene now. And there are many that do like Celeste is an indie game that broke through right. quite well this year. Sold really well. Um, it's made it's Is that more like Juno though? Would a movie comparison be more apt? Probably, actually. It probably is a bit more like a Juno kind yeah. of thing. It was made by a very small team called uh the developer studios called Matt Makes Games. Uh they made Towerfall before that. Um and it's like the story is this girl's climbing this mountain. The mountain's called Celeste, her name's Madeline, and she's basically battling her inner demons as she does. Uh and it's all metaphorical. But the mm. game itself is this really like beautifully tight platformer uh, where it's kind of like rock hard and you will always have instant restarts and you, you'll end up doing like a screen for like 30 minutes or whatever and then you'll suddenly get through that screen you're like oh my god that was so good because you just become such an expert at just really fine like fingertip movement to just do stuff and then you get to the end and you complete it and you're like wow I completed Celeste and then a week later which is what happened to me good games done quick happens and someone's playing Celeste and they finish it in 10 minutes and you're like well that took me <laughs> literally eight hours today so i like how you use both the terms rock hard and super tight yeah i realized i was getting i realized i was getting and then fingertip you, fine fingertip move i was like getting it more and more in there you were getting excited about that game. love celeste uh do you want a wrestle talk get better hit me with it so this is from shivam sharma mm-hmm. who actually got in touch before this is an update now there's there's an immediate problem with his email hi luke ollie and Laurie, and Randy too. Oh man, this is only going to don't encourage him. He went to a he, he went to a defiant show at the weekend up in Newcastle, which is of course the the former What Culture Pro Wrestling thing. I think he only went in the hope that someone might recognise him. Mm-hmm. He had to go to Newcastle four hours on the train from here, <laughs> just in the, just with a, a hope. By God, he's desperate. And he told us a story. That someone did. Mm. But only after he had, com- like, I, th- I feel like Randy told this guy, hey, do, do you recognize me from anywhere? I think he was wearing his WrestleTalk t-shirt. Okay. Right? So he said he was wearing his WrestleTalk t-shirt. So he said someone had noticed that he was wearing the t-shirt and came up to him and started chatting to him. And then only midway through the conversation was like, ah. oh, are you that guy? I think that Randy was humming waterfalls the entire time. And that's why. <laughs> Or immediately, hi, I'm, I'm Randy Datsun from WrestleTalk. Yeah. You might know me from these things. The guy is still talking. About three <laughs> minutes later, hey, wait a second. Aren't you the guy? You're that, that guy. With the mediocre voice. You're the butler guy from the Christmas one. We love you, Randy. And that one Evolution pay-per-view review. Oh, yes. That was his big debut. That was two days after he started working here full-time. So anyway, stop uh, saying hi to Randy in emails, folks. You can say not hi to Randy. You can say hi Luke, Ollie, and Laurie, but not hi to Randy. That's how all email correspondence must now start. As you guys might remember, three to four months ago, I shared my fitness progress here, and currently I'm 18% body fat. When I started working out, I was 37%. That's over half. Mm. That's amazing. I can't picture what 18% body fat looks like, but um, the numbers sound good, so that's... 
Uh, so what I'm that, doing is that I've lifted up my top. This is honestly, it's. Oh. <laughs> I've pinched the corner of my stomach, oh. and I'm wiggling it. So it's just, making a noise. So oh, no, stop. So it's, that thing, that's just, oh. 18 of those. I can't, I can't look at that. Because I am 0%. <laughs> uh, and uh, my goal for 2019 is to get to 9% body fat. Are you familiar with torsos and body fat thresholds? No. So 9% body fat yeah. on the vast majority of people. That's going to be a rock-hard uh, six-pack. Wow. So that's big. That is big. So that is not, big. we're not far off if you're at 18% <laughs> then, are you? I mean, you're, it's double. You're on a three-pack. You, there'll, there'll, there'll be no definition there. It depends on people. But usually you've got to get you got to hit the 12% mark. To get your I definition. Mean, do, do you want me to get my stomach out again? Please don't. Please. It's covered in hair is the Please problem. Please don't. And I'm planning to make a video. Yeah, but sometimes the hair gives you definition because if you, sh- if you sculpt the hair yeah. enough or if you dyed strips of it, you could make it look like a six-pack. There's a particular light in my bathroom. <laughs> and if I cough at 8.22 p.m. with it on in the, in the winter, I've kind of got a four-pack. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to... So this Shivram is going to make a video journey based on his progress. So that's we can nice. check it out. Here are some pictures. So that's the before pick, I think. Wearing an AJ Styles T-shirt, and there's a slimmer version of him there. Hmm. Well done, Ship. You've got to be. You've got to be more. So I, I was trying to work if they're not the other way around. I don't. Maybe that one's the. Be- oh yeah, that one's the before. Yeah, and this one's the after. And then That's this this more defined chin line is the after. Yes. Nice. Good work there. In the AJ Styles T-shirt. Woo! Very good. Keep it up. Um, I You'll feel be like- under twelve percent six-pack guy in no time i think luke is a lot better at giving feedback to the the get better stuff well my only feedback <laughs> would be from a photography point of view and i don't want to get into <laughs> another youtuber doing this kind of thing but we need to see more of your body man yeah like more just because you're cutting off the top half of you so it's basically just your head in the picture so we can't really see any progress sort of like we're not we're not we want clothes keep the clothes keep on the clothes definitely keep yeah. the clothes on I mean, is it okay to say tight-fitting clothes? No. Because, that I mean, that would help Absolutely. see the, the But difference. ideally, not a coat. These are effectively selfies. Yes. While you're wearing a coat. Yeah. But in your face, it definitely looks like you've lost weight. This is why we can't... Luke could, would be better. <laughs> well, yeah, you've got, a, you've, got a, you've got an episode where the two cynical people uh, are addressing this. <laughs> Luke would be like, man, you're the best. It's amazing. Keep on going. Because Luke's a but better you have person amazing, than us. But... Mathematically, not photography, not yes. pho- photographically yeah. bad. Mathematically, you've done amazingly. We're kind of, we can't be happy for you <laughs> because you've done you've done amazing, man. We we cannot take that away. Like but, you said, objectively great. Yeah, objectively you halved great. your body fat. That's yeah, that's that is amazing. That is a life accomplishment. I don't think I've ever halved anything. Mm. That's why I failed maths. <laughs> but. Yeah, you need. We can't really see that on the photogra- photographic evidence. Mm-hmm. So just you know, send us so another email. What I'm saying is, I potentially don't believe you. I mean, no, oh, I be- wow, wow, I you've be- gone, you've <laughs> gone in there. I've gone really deep. It's almost like you're only reading it out to get on the show. Like the only reason they've sent it in is to get on the show. That's what you're saying. No, I'd never say anything like that. Shivam, we're only joshing, but keep it up, buddy. Better, better pictures next time. Do you want some crap jokes? 
Hit me. To finish this off. Does does uh does Luke do this with you? The jokes. Mm. Yes. Okay. I'm not sure how elated my reaction will be. No, my my reaction is usually yeah, nothing. Yeah. Uh, but this this is a particularly awful, awful joke that okay. I'm pretty sure that they've made up themselves. So is it? Awful in the way you would be proud of it, or no, awful no, no. in the it's, way that like it's bad, and bad. it's it's a long setup as well. It's a long contrived setup, which is fun from just a, like a, how far down the rabbit hole they've gone. But overall, not so good. There was a boy named Carol. Because of his name, he had to endure a lot of teasing and bullying at school. Eventually, he overcame these bullies and married his high school sweetheart. When they had their first child, Carol let his wife choose the name, and she named the child Love inspired by Carol's unique name and love for life. Unfortunately, Love had to endure a lot of teasing and bullying herself, and one day she had 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 enough and came home screaming at her dad, blaming him for giving her such a quote-unquote stupid name. Carol took the blame to protect his wife, but Love had heard enough and shot him with a dart gun. Whoa. Carol's wife came home and sees her husband lying on the floor. In shock, she runs over and asks what's happened. Carol beckons her closer and whispers into her ear, I got shot through the heart and you're to blame. Darling, you gave love a bad name. So that's from Connor Curran, uh, Pledgehammer. Mm-hmm. That was so. That's a that's a song, right? Yeah. So the upon upon Jovi. There are so many bits in there that were unnecessary. Yeah. The dark gun, the the high school sweetheart. It's a bad. It's a that is yeah. A why a dark gun? Of I think maybe easier access. To. It makes it. It makes it feel a lot more devastating. Killed him with a blowpipe. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, that's all we've got time for today. Uh, enjoy editing this, Luke, and thank you, Swaf Nation. How does Luke and these? Oh, a bit of a plug for stuff, and then he'll uh, be. Then I, I love you, bye. Yeah, uh, give us money on Patreon. Subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to this and not subscribed. Hey, give us a review on iTunes. We'll read those out again soon. We'll see you tomorrow for the SmackDown review. Love you. Bye. Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.